Whoa! How do you know? Uh, well, she tells me she loves me. <sighs> but how do you know? She rarely lies. But how do you know? Don't push it, don't shove me. How do you know? It's in her eyes. Oh. She's a hypnotizing snake. Yeah. Everybody's excited. It's Encyclopedia Brunch. My oh, name man. is Tim Dobbs. With me, as ever, across this very table, in this very room, my brunch as always. companion, <laughs> it's Catherine Kogert. Hey, buddy. I got a quick question for you. Go for it. So the great news yeah. is that we've made it to episode 200. I'm excited. Bad news okay. is that I keep interrupting you and I don't think you're going to do 201 with me. <laughs> What's the report? <laughs> uh, like having processed that information, uh-huh. which I guess was information. It's sort of. <laughs> I mean, you've given me a few opinions here <laughs> and then you just said, respond. <laughs> can you comment on? <laughs> uh, yeah. It's can you speak a little bit more about how your co-host keeps interrupting you? <laughs> speak on that. Um <laughs> No, I think I think we give uh, double the, well, not quite double, like 1.3 times the show content, because yeah. if we were to not speak over each other, mm-hmm. then... And talk at a reasonable pace. Then you would get so much less total yeah. content. Or bang for your buck here. Yeah. here Efficiency. On Encyclopedia it's an brunch. efficient brunch. You know what's not efficient? Brunch. brunch. <laughs> <laughs> Exhausting. Oh, my God. Our topic this week is brunch. Mm-hmm. That's right. The people called for it, and we said, yeah, all right, we'll get around to it. I like... 10 but really we're gonna get there at 11 30 and then there's a line oh, so, so probably long. eat by like 12 30 yeah. yeah i ate a granola bar i hope you weren't doing anything on sunday yeah just like throw away the day <laughs> brunch um hey tim hey how do you feel about brunch oh i hate brunch <laughs> uh we this ex- is this is the dark secret of the podcast mm-hmm. is that we spent maybe maybe like what was it like six to eight months trying to rename our podcast yeah uh, and we finally settled on this title, Encyclopedia right. Brunch. Long-time listeners will know that it used to be called Doom, Doom to, to Fail, Fail which bad is name. a bad name when you're trying to tell people, like, hey, you should listen to my podcast. They say, what's the name? You're like, Doom to Fail. And they're like, why would I listen to that? We're like, well, it's complicated. <laughs> uh, so we settled on this name. With the caveat of you saying, like, I, I just, I hate brunch, but okay, this is the best name we've thought of. Right. Because it, it gets across the idea of really what the show is, is uh, here's the pitch. Mm-hmm. Tell all your friends, listeners, please. Mm-hmm. Um, the show is we take an encyclopedia topic and we take a little time out to, like, enjoy and chat about that topic yes. in a low stakes way. Yeah. But, you know, we learn a little bit too, which is nice. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So it's like taking an encyclopedia topic to brunch. Yes. It's that easy. That's the idea. Bingo, bingo. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I actually super hate brunch. I love our podcast, but um, I don't know. Like, I don't know. Should should I justify why I hate brunch, or should you pitch me on brunch? I think uh, give me okay. I mean, so I'm coming from a position of obviously everyone likes brunch. Yeah, but maybe it seems like I need to I need to sell you on it. Okay, so yeah, pitch me on like what's cool about brunch. So it's okay. like you know you, you, the weekend's coming up, mm-hmm. and you say Tim, let's do brunch, and I go ah, I don't really want to, and yeah. then you be I, I'd be like oh, what do you want to do? Yeah, like what's cool? Sell what's me. cool? Yeah. Okay, uh, it's it's really fattening food. Okay, first thing in the morning, mm-hmm. you're maybe not feeling your best, and mm-hmm. that's okay. That's expected that you're not feeling your best, uh-huh. and it's it's over the course of an hour, two hours or so, however long you have this very leisurely meal. 
you slowly return to life a little bit mm. because you're eating very, very substantive food, fatty breakfast foods. Right. Um, you're maybe drinking a little bit. If you're with someone who like makes you feel real awkward, like I am with you, you make mm-hmm. me feel horrible all the time and oh. I never know what to say to you. I don't know if I want to come to brunch. That's, it's really hard for us to say anything to each other uh-huh. because we never know what to say to each other. Sure. It's mostly just silence when we're yep. in a room together. Uh, so... Here, so it's. it's I want to stop you and your pitch for brunch Uh real quick. (laughs) Yeah. Do you usually pack in like a weird (laughs) passive aggressive jab at an interpersonal relationship inside of your pitch for brunch? I feel like that was. um, You do it for all social events. Trying to hang a lampshade on how how quickly we speak to each other, but um, yeah, no, I do, I do. The answer is yes. Please come to my party. It won't be weird or anything, and I won't like make you feel kind of awkward about even coming, but maybe not bringing something. And I think that might be a little weird. But maybe if you had said maybe to the Facebook invitation, I think that might. I, it just seems a little odd to me because if you'd said yes, it would have been easier to plan. So maybe I won't try to drop too much like things at the party. Like I didn't really know how many people were coming because it's so hard to tell from the Facebook invites, and it's just really frustrating for me. So anyway, that's why there's not enough wine for you. And I wish you'd brought something, but I guess you didn't. So um, it's not a big deal. And I think maybe I'll go on a quick run and never come back to this party because I'm done with it and I'm done with all of you. And I'm never coming back and you can even keep the house because it is done and I'll be a safe way drinking cheap wine. Anyway, it's fun to come to your parties. As a response, (laughs) I did name my podcast originally Doomed to Fail. Fair point. Um, (laughs) Yeah, that's how most of my parties go. (laughs) Uh, Okay, so 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 it's it's the process of returning to life mm-hmm. in the morning, right? Which I love. It's a real. Um, it's an exercise in self compassion, almost. Hmm. Interesting. Okay, so I like the fatty food. Mm-hmm. Sounds great. Mm-hmm. Eggs, love them. Mm-hmm. Give me that cheese. Get, work some avocado in there. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Down, down to eat eggs. Like Jay Sean. Yeah. Down, 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 down to eat eggs. Um, when you said, okay, not feeling your best. Now, for me, that like, okay, if I'm not feeling my best, why do I want to leave the house? I think that's, this is, this is like problem one I have with brunch. Yeah. Is that I think in an ideal world, Mm -hmm. I would kind of not do anything before 1 p.m. What if, what if, ever, what if, I mean, I'd certainly get in this, into this place emotionally where I just can't stand myself so much that I can't be in my own space. And so leaving the house sounds nice. I see. Break it out a little. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm with you there, but like, that's a little later in the day for me. That's not a, you know, let's meet around 11. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a little hard, especially if I had a big night, you know? So this might be a good time to, to loop in some of the history of brunch, yeah. which is essentially circled around think pieces as near as I can tell. Fun. Fun. <laughs> if, if ever there was a topic that, uh, more deeply embraced New York Times trend pieces. I think brunch is it because it seems to have been named uh, specifically in the late 1800s in an article in a thing I'll look up in a minute. Um, Check out this thing that people are doing. They're getting up later, but then still kind of having breakfast anyway. (laughs) Exactly. Okay, let's see. So, yeah, it was a magazine called Hunter's Weekly and an article titled Brunch a Plea um, and was coined in 1895 to describe a Sunday meal for, quote, Saturday night carousers. So this gets us into uh, some coded language. Yeah. So that's the thing we're not really saying about brunch, but like everybody knows, right? Is that it's like hangover meal, right? It's like you were out late and you want to like go have breakfast and kind of you say return to life, which is also coded language in a sense. You had a big night. I had a big night. Um, It's okay. 
we're gonna have a nice fatty meal yeah uh and it sort of replaces like also built in is like and you're not going to church Mm -hmm. so it's like it's for this sort of like wealthy godless people um sort of a new it represents a new paradigm i think i feel like i'm dressing for the job i want to have you know (laughs) a wealthy godless person (laughs) uh I 100%. But the thing is, like, if I'm hungover, it just might be me. Like, I've had friends criticize me before for being like, yo, you got to handle the hangovers. Like, just, like, get in the car. <laughs> I'm, I'm planning I'm, I'm planning currently attending a friend's wedding. Mm-hmm. And, like, I was like, hey, I want to fly out kind of late after the day of the wedding. Because, like, eh, you know, like, it's an open bar. I'm going to have a few drinks. We're going to have a nice time. I haven't seen everyone in a long time. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't want to have to plan to be out of the door at 7 a.m. Yeah. Um, I'm a Saturday night carouser. Uh, and he was like, Tim, get in the car. <laughs> like, that's all you do. It doesn't matter how hungry you are. Get in the car, go to the airport, get on the plane. And yeah. I was like, I don't operate that way is the thing, though, because I'm a total wimp about hangovers. And so the idea of going out and having to talk to people, because you also said you don't have to be at your best. That's an unfamiliar concept to me. I completely understand this with you. Brunch, brunch is a very... it's. A very intimate meal because you really only want to do it with people who you either very recently, as in just last night, became very mm-hmm. close to, <laughs> yeah. or or so, uh, some people who are like, listen, listen, we all we all were out doing our separate things. We're a close group of people. Let's come back together and share what happened. Right, a real uh, Sex in the City. It's a real Sex in the City Seinfeld situation. Mm-hmm. Sex in the City is just Seinfeld. I think they're the same show. They might be. Yeah, I mean. They never brunched in Seinfeld, but they went to that diner a lot. I think there was some brunch in there. I just don't think they Maybe. were calling it brunch. Well, I don't know. I think calling it brunch is... Uh, you know, well, I, I bet it was hard to be a Saturday night carouser and be friends with Jerry Seinfeld, though. He's kind of a clean freak. No, not so much that he's a clean freak, but like he's working Saturday night. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Fridays and Saturdays, yeah. probably. An early show I've, and a late show. I've had close friends who are stand-up comedians, and you just gotta, you gotta be like, okay, so like Tuesday, like 4 p.m., let's hang out for a few <laughs> hours. I mean, you know, good for him. They're working, yeah, right? Yeah, absolutely. Got to hustle. Mm-hmm. And it's Jerry Seinfeld certainly hustled. He sure does. Um, okay, so let's take a minute to like uh, set aside a taxonomy of brunches real quick. And that there is there's eating at a diner in the mid morning ish. Mm-hmm. That I wouldn't call brunch. I mean, maybe like in a very technical way, in that it is between breakfast time and lunch time. But you are eating many of the same foods, but the the culture, the it's ambiance, not the culture, right? Isn't the same. Okay, so then there's the sort of culture brunch, mm-hmm. which is, I think, probably mostly what we want to talk about, and certainly the sort of thing we're trying to evoke here with this podcast name is, uh, yeah, it's like a breezy kind of fancyish lunch. It's an indulgence. It's a way indulgence, to. Yeah. Uh, theoretically it's a way to take care of yourself as you kind of come back and like are social with people and uh give yourself a little space it's the weekend i'm gonna have me some fun it's antithetical to like a greasy diner which is a bare bones essentials place right i think that's the big thing is that it it insists on its own um it's like a yogurt commercial it's indulgent i just i find yogurt commercials really offensive (laughs) you're not wrong in fact you're 100 percent right (laughs) Yogurt commercials. Offensive. Yeah. Get it together. Yeah. Third kind of brunch. This sort of like Mother's Day, Valentine's Day, Easter brunch, mm-hmm. which is more of like a family affair, special occasion. I picture going to like a nice-ish Italian restaurant that has oh, a room in the back. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. For me, I picture going to like um, like a resort <laughs> resort restaurant, you know? 
You know, you're not staying at no, the resort, don't. but you go to the restaurant. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, like I, a hotel restaurant. I know. I think that's that makes sense too. Yeah, the place that's in the West End, you know. Hospitality people. Hospitality. Yeah. People. Go talk to the hospitality yeah. people. They'll put on, you know, a bit of a show for you. It's a bit of a duty to go to one of those brunches. Yeah, they're always a slog. But we are we are not mothers. Right. We're not Easter people. Right. Uh. Valentine's Day is a lie. Yeah, one hundred percent. It's a construct by Hallmark. So, <laughs> yeah, I was. I mean, they're not for us. They feel like they're they're trying to celebrate something in a way that I I totally appreciate, but is just clearly like it's just not my thing. I don't know. It 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 would be like going to oh I don't know for me I guess just like a. a Jewish religious service. Mm-hmm. Like I would be there. I would. I would like appreciate. Like, oh, this is really meaningful. To it these would be people. exciting to learn a few new things. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, like, okay, I can leave and take off this suit. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's not rejuvenating like brunches. It's not rejuvenating the brunch that we speak of. You know why? Because it's a sort of service to others. Yeah. Yeah. Because it it, it must be celebrating something. It's it's whether it's a mother, it's a uh, a lover, a lover, uh, 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 a child, um, a bitch, um, a sinner, a saint, all of them. It's all there on brunch, and we'll be right back on Encyclopedia Brunch. back on encyclopedia brunch talking about brunch itself do we do encyclopedias for episode 400 or what's the we'll find out yeah see future episode on (laughs) um so let me set the scene for you Mm -hmm. so in 1895 Mm -hmm. we coined the phrase brunch how did we we come up with that phrase oh some guy wrote it in hunter's weekly okay where does it come from what's Oh, I, I understand how that's confusing. It's actually yeah. from the English. Uh-huh. It's a combination of two English words you may or may not know. Okay. Breakfast. Now, what is breakfast? <laughs> it's a sort of petit déjeuner. Oh, like a like a little lunch. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and hunch, which is the other oh, thing. Because okay. you, have, you have an idea. A horrifying hunchback comes. Oh, that's where we're going. Okay, sure. <laughs> On board. <laughs> yeah. It's traditionally served in Notre Dame. Uh, <laughs> It was a breakfast inside of the church served to you by the horrifying figures, yeah, who were kept there because of rules around sanctuary. And his gargoyle pets. <laughs> pets? They were his pals. Pet pals. Line blurs. Yeah. Um, Those also, blurred lines. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. Uh, also thinking of brunch and French, uh-huh. Notre Dame and, and whatever, mm-hmm. uh, the Academy of the French Language, who are just a bunch of sticks in the mud and I hate them. <laughs> I mean, no, they're great. I think that, like, if you met them, it would be fun for you because you'd yeah. get a lot of great laughs out of that. Actually, I mean, I think Snickers. <laughs> something they would probably not like you to say. No, even as a branded candy bar, they're yeah. like, "Is there a French way we can say this candy bar?" Les <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I want to. Actually, there are a bunch of sticks in the mud, and I love them because they don't like the idea. 
if, if listeners aren't familiar, the idea essentially this academy is like charged specifically with protecting the French language, and they're very, very protectionist around it. So they don't like new words being developed, especially if they're loan words from other languages. Yeah, because and portmanteaus of two English words, <laughs> even worse. Oh, a nightmare. <laughs> Shudder to think. And so instead, they they recommend instead of saying you know. Uh, in French, uh, we're going to Les Branches, um, which is what people actually say. Mm-hmm. Um, they say, well, you should probably say uh, Le Grand Petit Déjeuner, which Petit Déjeuner is breakfast. Mm-hmm. So it's the big breakfast. But Déjeuner is lunch, to my understanding. Yeah. And so it really translates to the big little lunch. The biggest little lunch in the world. Oh, we can do it. Let's get out there, folks. I know we're a little hungover, but I think if you and me get together, we can have the biggest little lunch ever. <laughs> Who's excited? Uh, fun thing about Quebecois French. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, so they don't really care about the Academy of French language. Uh, and they, they just say le lunch and le breakfast. Yeah, love it. Yeah. <laughs> None of this petit déjeuner thing. Ah, it's le a de- lunch. Love breakfast. Let's keep it moving. Thank you. Uh, well, other people trying to keep it moving was the just trying, struggling to get along internet press that uh, is always having trouble figuring out how to generate clicks What's and views. What's our next think piece going to be? They ask every morning <laughs> over brunch. So in 1895, Harp, uh, Hunter's Weekly wrote uh, this idea about brunch, and then it was commented on repeatedly. And then we finally got ourselves to 2014, the great brunch think piece implosion, <laughs> in which the New York Times wrote in a piece... Brunch is dead! ...by David Shaftel, brunch is for jerks. In which he essentially decries brunch as a uh, gross... I mean, you know, a lot of things I've pointed out. It's it's hard to get up at that time. You got to be out. You got to be social. Uh, the food isn't that good, according to him. Um, I, I'm inclined to agree. Uh, we can get into it. Okay. Um, the food isn't that good. And then it's just like, basically, it's a sign of gentrification. Like, here's a bunch of fools with too much money and time. Yeah. They're out there on Saturdays and Sundays, you know, spending the day, getting drunk, waiting in long lines That's for not that good me. of food. Yeah. Um, is the line. The line is the what line gets me. The line is the worst yeah. thing. Why uh, would you get up early to then wait to in then line? To then wait in line. That's not rejuvenating. Like, no. this is antithetical to what I understand brunch to be. Right. Um... Stay tuned for the third segment. What I understand brunch to me. This I believe. <laughs> colon brunch edition. <laughs> uh, so then that was responded to, uh, let's see, in the Daily Beast with Don't Diss the Beauty of Brunch Defending Our Favorite Meal by Tim Tiemann, which then was responded to by the problem with Joe. The Great Brunch Wars. <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> I started looking into this. I was like, man, we wrote a lot of content around brunch in 2014. <laughs> the problem with brunch isn't the jerks it's that it ruins lunch by b wilson in the new republic uh and none of this is even to mention the trouble with brunch a book that came out in 2014 by sean mickleff what do we talk about when we talk about brunch everything apparently (laughs) but mostly kind of just nothing uh i mean so to go over some of the points there i think the idea that like the line i'm so on board with you it's so dumb thumbs down so like this this then ties into that New Republic article with, like, it's not the jerks, it's that it ruins lunch. It's like, B. Wilson writes, uh, well, you only get so many meals in life. Why? Because the definition of brunch, the Oxford English Dictionary says, it is a combination of breakfast and lunch replacing both. Mm-hmm. What? I'm going to have two meals today instead of three? When I could have three great meals? I could sit What's... down three times and take a break from my life three times? <laughs> Listen, I'm not, like, I'm not 
I'm I'm totally on board with this B. Wilson character. Let's have another dinner after dinner. Mm. That's how I live my life. Yeah, pretty solid. Yeah, like I, a midnight, 11 o'clock, just shame meal. If you're honest with yourself, how many meals do you think you eat a day? Five. Yeah. <laughs> I might be a six or seven. Yeah. <laughs> like meal defined as like, I stopped and ate something. Yeah, I, I stopped, I sat down and was like, yeah, I'm just going to sit here and eat this thing. Yeah. I don't count like, you know, grabbing a handful of trail mix while I'm doing something as a meal. No, but like, no. I definitely stop and eat something probably seven times a day. Yeah. I I mean, I've read in a think piece somewhere that that's healthier. Mm. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I bet that author yeah. had some opinions on brunch. Um, okay, then, then the next point of why brunch is for jerks. Food's not good anyway. I think that's true sometimes. Depends. So, like, uh, we had brunch... Catherine made us a lovely brunch before uh, before we started recording. Tim made us some fantastic Bloody Mary. Right. And um, that was good. But I feel like oftentimes brunches, and maybe it's just where I'm coming from. You know, mm-hmm. I've lived in San Francisco a long time. And people often don't really have the room to host in San Francisco. It's mm-hmm. one of those cities where, like, you know, the city is your living room, which is really code for, like, we can't afford a big place. <laughs> <laughs> um and so I feel like you go out to brunch yeah. in San Francisco. Yeah. Um, you go out to go stand in line. You, and exactly. I've not had a brunch I've enjoyed in San Francisco. Well, that's fair. It's <laughs> one of my like many minor annoyances with the city every time <laughs> I visit. It's like, oh, okay. <laughs> it's great to this. see my buddies, but like, uh... yeah. this brunch culture is not good. <laughs> you think, um, what do you think the... So, so the idea of going out, I feel like oftentimes there's, there's sort of a brunch industrial complex mm-hmm. and that's limiting in that it's just like, well, this is the schlock we're going to serve you because like, whatever, you're just, you're here because brunch is a thing, not because you want really good food mm. and it's fatty enough that you won't notice it's covered in sauce and I, I hate hollandaise sauce. sauce, except I do want to take this moment to compliment Catherine has a very nice hollandaise sauce. It's heavy on the lemon, yeah. light on the cream, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I use uh, I use low-fat sour cream instead of all that butter. Mm. I cut in some low-fat sour cream instead of butter. Yeah, although I will I will defend all that butter in the um, classic musical. Uh, <laughs> all that butter, I guess. Was the, all that jazz was Chicago. Chicago, <laughs> Jesus! I I had a good joke here, but it's uh. gone now. <laughs> So-and-so, uh, mm. Mrs. So-and-so's cow kicked the thing over that burned down the city, had that butter. Butter Pacific, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Melting, it's so hot. Uh, 25th annual Putnam County Butterbee. Rogers and uh. Stein. <laughs> I fear we've gone... Uh, the f- butter and I. <laughs> I can't believe it's not butter and I. <laughs> it's almost as it's good. It's a low-fat version, like, yeah. The line is shorter to get in, like, it's mm-hmm. cheaper. Mm-hmm. It's almost as good as The King and I. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, Butterton. Okay, so I see what you're saying. I just think, I like, especially early in the morning, and I think this is where we kind of end up coming back to a lot. My troubles with brunch are often just like, oh yeah, I don't like that. And that's like, okay, like, we don't need to defend it much deeper than like, those aren't things I like. Yeah. Um. But the reason that it becomes like a bigger thing than that is because it's a social thing. Yeah. Because and like, then you have I don't to be like, like, I don't want to go to your brunch thing. Yeah. Like, I don't I'm like fatty thing. foods in the morning. I'm sorry. Like, I like to wake up. I have a little like a little tea. I like a muesli, something dumb like that. Yogurt. <laughs> <laughs> I, I hate breakfast. I'm with you. I hate <laughs> breakfast so much. The idea of eating in the morning makes me want to throw up. 
<laughs> Did you ever, I mean, were you ever taught like breakfast most important meal a day? You have to have to have to have to yes. have to have your breakfast? Yeah. Hmm. Um, that, that infrastructure fell away pretty early. Okay, so you were you were able to slough that off. Yeah, you don't like keep it in the back of your head like I really should eat something. You know, I might return to that someday. Mm. Like, because we I'm we did of... an episode on sleep hygiene, and I was yeah. like, sleep hygiene is stupid. But you know, I've started like to experiment with sleep right. hygiene a little bit. Uh... <laughs> Unfortunately, I think sleep hygiene is one of those things that you pay more and more attention to as you get older. Yeah, because I'll talk to like 40, 50 year olds, and they're yeah. like. It's like my whole life now. I just like track it all, try to figure it all out. You know, it's fun to collect data, so yeah. I get that. Hmm. Uh, but uh, I don't know with with breakfast. So what? I I almost think like I've crippled my digestive system in such a way mm. that it can't handle eating early. <laughs> well, so what time is your usual first bite of food? One p.m. One p.m. Whoa. <laughs> so like brunch is early for you. Brunch is a little bit early, yeah. Although actually, like one p.m. is sometimes a typical brunch time because mm-hmm. i feel like the typical it's like cool we're gonna meet at 10 30 we're gonna actually get there at noon then we wait in a huge line mm-hmm. and now it's one and then like 145 the food rolls out yeah <laughs> um okay that's interesting because one of my problems with brunch and maybe why you're a little more amenable to it it's mm-hmm. like i'm like i want to eat when i wake up and like not a lot i actually prefer a very very small meal when i, I wake completely up. respect this point i yeah. we had brunch today i ate some yogurt before i got here i was like gotta be ready because it's gotta be social right yeah, yeah. like yeah. i want to be ready to engage give up myself and engage yeah, yeah. exactly and I, I i don't know something sits wrong with me about like not doing that like I mean, maybe this maybe this is the new brunch paradigm we need to be working on is you have breakfast and then you have brunch so solve some of B. Wilson's concerns. Right. You, you just have like a light breakfast. That's the thing to do. Yeah. Well, I mean, this is literally what I do whenever I, anyone invite, cons- convinces me to go to brunch. <laughs> That's the best way I would describe it. <laughs> um, let's see. So the other thing I would point out is, um, or B. Wilson points out, uh, was that uh, she was like, well, brunch wasn't really a thing before we had this idea of like... Um, industrial nine to five working like you leave the house and you go work somewhere for a while and then you have a much smaller meal you like a cold cereal or whatever and then the weekend becomes the time where you can like luxuriate in your own ability to eat eggs okay i was gonna say filth but yeah yeah. well both um and you know i think that's a stretch because it was a think piece and you don't have to do any research for those but um i think you know like uh there was a lot of things that changed around the Industrial Revolution. But her point is, like, people want eggs. They just want eggs. Can't we find a way to give them some eggs? <laughs> and that's what... She she feels that brunch is a way of, like, bringing eggs back into our lives. Bringing eggs back, yeah. Yeah. Although, I mean, she also goes on to point out, like, we can just have eggs in other meals, guys, too. Yeah. Like, what about, like, a Spanish tortilla? I really like putting my hollandaise sauce on, like, uh, salmon and uh, asparagus for dinner. That's oh, that good. sounds good. It's really good. Yeah. Asparagus and hollandaise sauce always seem to go together. Huh. It's, um, because it has a little bit of a, like, a, a bitter savoriness to it. <laughs> no, no, you are right. Yeah. But it, it feels weird to say those two words together. Bitter savoriness. Yeah. Kind of like artichoke, but not as meaty. Uh, yeah, no, that tracks. Yeah. Artichoke and uh, anchovies and asparagus. That's the other word I wanted. All A words. Insights. (laughs) What's your report? Speak on that. (laughs) 
you know, I think those are that's three great points. Those are three great A words. Um, some of my favorite A words, absolutely. Uh, but the thing is, is that I would also like to mention aardvark. I'd also like to mention avocado. Mm-hmm. I'd also like to mention just like the first few pages of the dictionary. So I, I just I think that you should look into that maybe. Okay. Any other comments on A words? Uh, apple juice, applesauce. Keep going. <laughs> back on encyclopedia brunch talking about brunch encyclopedias i don't know it's weird it's weird for me it's two words at the same time i don't know it's too much i you know we don't always say what the name of the show is when we come back in really yeah huh. you'd think i'd know this <laughs> <laughs> so uh let's see so you you're pro brunch pro brunch it sounds like you're very very against outdoor brunch <laughs> I'm not against outdoor brunch mm-hmm. by any means um, because I'm not going to eat until late anyway because my digestive system is crippled um, in such a way that like morning just sounds – morning food just sounds like garbage. Yeah. Uh, so I'm you know what? I'm fine. I just don't want to sit in a line and I don't want to like put my name down on a thing and then just like stare at whoever <laughs> it is that I'm with hungrily uh, <laughs> imagining a chicken leg where their head is. Again, yeah. <laughs> That's what brunch feels like. It's like you go out there and suddenly you're on this desert island. Yeah. Have you been to desert island? They do a great brunch. Uh, but it takes forever. You have forever. to have their biscuits. <laughs> it's always you have to have their X thing. Yeah. You know? Um, and you know is, what? It's not, none of it's that great. It's fine every once in a while. Yeah. Go out there. See what the new biscuit innovations are. Mm-hmm. Um, but bring that bring that home to your own kitchen. Right. That's how I feel about I it. I see. Yeah. Yeah. Take take it into oneself. Yes. Um. So, I mean, I, I would say that I really did enjoy our, our at-home brunch. Home brunch. Much more enjoyable than yeah. an outdoor brunch. Yeah. Um, it was cheaper. <laughs> um, I, the thing is, it, it did follow the typical brunch pattern, I feel like, which is like, cool, let's figure 10-ish. And then I got here at like 10.30. Yeah. And then I forgot an ingredient for the Bloody Mary. Yeah. And so I had to go back out. It was kind of fun, though. It was kind of fun. You know, it was better than the line thing because it's like we were doing things it's, the whole time. It's true. Yeah. I'm just saying we ate at 12.30, 12.45. Yeah. And it was good. It was it was delicious. I was cooking real slowly. <laughs> <laughs> I was not not rushing anything. Who is that? Well, I mean, we're supposed to be able to take this time for us, right? Mm-hmm. Um, which I think... It's interesting because the home brunch kind of goes with and against this sort of um, mm, sociological implications of brunch. Mm-hmm. Because uh, in that book, The Trouble with Brunch, um, he, he basically makes the argument that brunch is a form of conspicuous consumption, which is to say you go out to brunch as a lifestyle. Because what it does is it shows you, especially when you're like Instagramming, Snapchatting it. Yes. You're being like, whoa, I'm doing this crazy thing. And you're, it's sort of showing off that like, we are middle class. You could have Snapchatted my eggs. Uh, no one follows me on Snapchat anymore. 
or okay, or whatever the picture things that the kids are doing these days. We probably should have put it on the Twitter account. Oh yeah, we could have. <laughs> well, oh well. Um, send us your brunch photos yeah. at Who Likes Brunch on Twitter. Send us your brunch photos. <laughs> so, um, it goes with the idea of brunch in that it, it's, it's taking a little time for oneself because in this workaday age, um, we all sort of back it up just a bit. This argument that that uh, Sean McKellar makes in The Trouble with Brunch is that we have entered a phase in the economy wherein the middle class, the, the super stable middle class is dissolving. So like people who have factory jobs that will just sort of be there forever. Um, that's not really a thing anymore. Yeah. And the middle class has, to a large extent, been replaced with, um, well, he calls it the creative class. And so that's not everyone in the middle class, to be sure. But there's a huge swath of people who are, for instance, writers for The New Republic or The Daily Beast who have to churn out think pieces. Or writing books called The Trouble with Brunch. Or writing, I mean, seriously. Yeah. Um, I mean, he writes it from a very first-person perspective, I think specifically because of this. Um, and then also, uh, I mean, even, you know, like people who like work bros. at yeah, tech companies but don't necessarily, yeah. like, they're not the billionaires of the tech world. I feel like these are the people who are at the table next to me when I go out for brunch. Yeah. Some tech bros. Right. Because the thing is, all of these people are in a situation where they're hustling it together to have enough money, mm-hmm. but they also work a lot. Yeah. And they're not really in a position to own anything. So a form of conspicuous consumption that we often talk about is like, look at my fancy Porsche or look at my amazing house or whatever. But I have to live in this expensive city. Right. There's no houses here. Right. And and I think it all moves in with this trend, too, of the, you know, uh, I'm going to avoid saying the M word, but uh, let's not. Murder? Dial M. Um, (laughs) Let's not dial M for uh, snake people. I'm not going to say it. Um, (laughs) I leave it this exercise to the list. Oh, (laughs) jeez. Like, you know, a trend that we we see is people moving to cities. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, one thing about cities is that it it finds a way to spread across the cost of basically living. Mm -hmm. So instead of having to buy a house and invest everything up front in what you need to live, you can sort of like use the city services and instead you just need to rent an apartment. So you spend a smaller amount every month Mm -hmm. instead of a very large amount all at once. Yeah. and I think brunch is the conspicuous consumption form of that because it is a way that you can communicate to others, I am rich. Thank you. <laughs> you can see it all on my social media. Um, but you only pay for that one week at a time. And because you, I mean, and also brunch is stupid expensive, at least in like, you know, fancy city centers. Yeah. Like it's absurd it's how much you pay for it. Yeah. yeah. It's eggs. Eggs are cheap, man. Yeah. Um. Which is another reason I hate brunch. And pork belly is cheap, too. Pork belly is very cheap. But it's See delicious. the movie Trading Places. <laughs> All about pork bellies and orange juice. Ah, uh, yeah, that movie. They got to remake that movie. Uh, No, it's fine. It's a good movie. Just watch it again. I think they need to do a little reboot. Just watch it again. It'll be real fun. <laughs> Starring Kanye West. Oh, no. And James Franco. <laughs> uh, well, Come on. <laughs> would watch. Would watch. Yeah. Yeah. Not totally against it. <laughs> Um, okay, who plays the old men? Uh, the Muppets. <laughs> <laughs> what are the names of the Muppets? Uh, Statler and Waldorf. Yeah. <laughs> nope, super into this movie now. It's all flipped around for me. 
<laughs> even if it was a train wreck, I just I want to watch the filming of the movie. I don't even just I need a live oh, you feed need camera. Like, um, you need like a heart of darkness situation. Yeah. <laughs> it's way better than Apocalypse Now. <laughs> um, but yeah, so like the idea is essentially you can buy little bits, and that way, because the creative class is inherently unstable, tech companies, startups, all that stuff. Like, yeah, okay, they're like a lot of times they're entitled a holes. Like everybody has that vibe, but. The thing to understand about all those companies is like they could disappear any minute, um, even though they're like their salaries are crazy. Like those companies are inherently unstable as yeah. compared to let's say like a GM or a mm-hmm. um, you know a GE, all your G companies. Yeah, um, I don't know. GM proved to be pretty unstable long term. Uh, that's true, but there was a time when if you had a GM job, that's like true. things are pretty good. You were in a union. Yeah, there yeah. there was a generation that mm-hmm. could just depend on like I got this job, gonna get a pension, things are great. Yeah. And so you can say, like, I'm just going to invest in a 30-year mortgage because it makes sense because I'll have a job for 30 years. Mm-hmm. Whereas that's not true whether you're a tech bro or uh, you write for the New Republic or, you know, you're in this sort of just general lump of a creative class, we call it. Yes. They're not lumps. They're very creative. They're very human-shaped. <laughs> Most of them. Um, <laughs> Some of them are shaped like teddy bears, but that's weird. I don't feel it's my place to judge. You know, but I think what we should really bring up that uh, increasing amount of the population is actually teddy bears. Let's not talk about it. I think we agreed <laughs> to not talk about how the weird teddy bear picnic is overtaking all the world. Just very slowly. And it, uh, and then the Grateful Dead's not helping anything, let me tell you. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean... I just think we need to talk about how we're going to live in this changing world where there's teddy bear people. Do we need teddy bear restrooms? I think we decided to ignore all of this. My plan is to hunker down, pretend the teddy bears aren't slowly <laughs> overtaking us, and hope for the best. Go to brunch. Do not go to the teddy bear picnic. You're in bear of big surprise. In bear of big surprise. Yep. Oh, no, they're replacing most of our words with the word bear. What are we going to do? Oh, it's the Smurf thing all over again. <laughs> oh, man. That the... was a whole thing we had to deal with. <sighs> The 70s were a dark time. Yeah, yeah. And then they made that TV show about it. The documentary? <laughs> yeah. Did you see that on Netflix? It was really good. It makes you question the whole Smurf judicial system. Gargamel <laughs> really inspired me, you know? Really? Yeah. You found him an inspirational I character. I found him to be a really inspirational character. What uh, what, what did you like about him? I guess. What, what is one appealing thing about the character of Gargamel <laughs> in the Smurfs? His sexy side tough hair that was ill-groomed. <laughs> His hot as f black robe <laughs> that swept the ground yeah. as he walked. Could you picture wearing a robe like that? Yes. Just like actually for you, I could totally see it. Mm-hmm. See yeah. our episode on pajamas. Pajamas. Yeah, we yeah. talked about ensconcing in robes. Mm-hmm. Mm. Mm. And that really was it. Was it was like it was like a slinky that you couldn't didn't really have the option to take off. Yeah. So it, was, it was a full circle slinket. <laughs> Snuggy. Yeah. Um, oh, well, it's like a like an extended poncho. Extended poncho. <laughs> poncho plus. Yeah, the exto punch. Uh, a, a lot of good brand names. A yeah. lot of great ideation. Yeah. Uh, uh, a lot of concern and, and rising fear about the teddy bear population. <laughs> I guess... I'm sorry. I don't mean to fear monger. <laughs> I know. It's so easy to go into that well. Exactly. Yeah. And, you know, I just feel like that's bringing up a lot of... Uh, it, it's... Causing our politics to move in an unfortunate direction. Unfortunate because we, direction, we yeah. We cling to our uh, religion and teddy bear 
phobias rippers yeah rippers what's like a thing you would use to fight a teddy bear it hasn't come up is the thing yeah that's the thing i but you know what maybe we should look into it no i'm fear-mongering no, again yeah, i'm of on. two minds on what this teddy bear issue here? next thing you're gonna tell me we need to like you know hunker down in the woods but not the build woods build a wall around because the where woods do you think there's shit <laughs> build a wall. um so my point in all this brunch class nonsense yeah. is to just talk about the fact that it's a way to do conspicuous consumption on sort of an installment plan. Mm-hmm. And while I think that's fine if you enjoy brunch, like if you're getting something out of this, that's great. I just don't like those things. And so like, I think it's been really valuable for me to realize why there is a social pressure on this meal Interesting. is because it, it is a way that we're all drawing ourselves out to like, yeah. hey, we're kind of like showing that like, you know, we're cool guys who live in the city it's all very urbane you're gonna cool tech bros yeah Yeah. but this has been actually this whole uh, conversation i'm really glad we had it because Mm. it's really brought to the forefront why i prefer a home brunch is Mm. because i don't really want to engage (laughs) (laughs) i'm afraid i'm afraid of your social pressures and it's easy for me to just stay at home and quietly make eggs benedict because i really like eggs benedict i i've got a really great hollandaise sauce recipe (laughs) i want to tell you like, can we post this hollandaise sauce recipe? Yeah, absolutely. That? We should, so yeah. this will be in the show notes because mm-hmm. I hate hollandaise sauce and I do not like Eggs Benedict. Catherine made a delicious one. Thank you. So, good deal. Great. Uh, <laughs> 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 well, it's been it's been a great two hundred episodes, Catherine. Good deal. Uh, time to die. <laughs> no, two hundred more. You in? Yeah, I don't know. Let's just see. Okay. Good deal. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, tune in next week for the beginning of another 200 episodes. Until then, that's Catherine Cogart over there. Tim Dobbs over there. 200 more times. Okay. Let's uh, let's all go enjoy our meals. Enjoy your meals. Have Whichever meal is interesting to you. We love it. We yeah, love it. Do yeah. that. Great. Great. Thumbs up. Okay. Uh, bye. She wants to see. Say bye. 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 <laughs>